From Labradoodles to Cronuts, the world loves a hybrid. So today, businesses are taking a smarter hybrid cloud approach using the tools, platform, and expertise of IBM. The world is going hybrid with IBM. Visit ibm.com slash hybrid cloud. Oh, were you asking for the test flight intro by Joy Gorilla? Yes, I was. Because we've got it for you, and we're going to lay that cheese down for you. This hey, is... we're the Sklar Brothers. This is View from the Cheap View Seats. View from the Cheap Seats. Guys, what a great show today with one of our favorite people in the world to talk sports. She's a great comedian. Uh, Rhea Butcher. Oh, so good. And we talk uh, Cleveland sports. We talk baseball. She's a great baseball mind. Uh, so that is it. We're going to get on that. And then later on in the show, Javier Bardem has left us a voicemail uh, letting us know about a product that he thinks. He always we, pitches us products. He does. Um, and it's okay. I appreciate it. Sometimes it's things that have already been uh, thought up and there are copyright issues, but whatever. He's We're mean, always open to hearing what he has to say. He means well. Um, guys, I don't know if you saw this, but this was kind of like a big deal. Uh, it kind of made the rounds, and that is what our top t- top take is going to be about today. Made the rounds on Deadspin, and a lot of people saw it. And I took the time to sit down and watch it, not only because we've known him, not only because there was a moment where we've we've shared the herb with the man mm-hmm. and his own herb, which, in my opinion, probably came from a strand of weed from Bob Marley's grave. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming he has that. Talking about Snoop Diggy, Snoop Diggity Dog. Sat in the booth for an L.A. Kings game recently, and a couple of things happened, in my opinion, and at least to a larger, broader topic. First of all, if you haven't seen the footage or listened to Snoop Dogg, call, they let him call some of the game. Phenomenal. It, he was joyous. It was joyful. I see a, you, nephew. I see you, nephew. He was so, a fight broke out, and I was like, I only want Snoop to call these fights. Oh, there you go. Go get him. Go get him. Go get so many times. It was fun. It made, and I love hockey. Hockey's such a fast sport. It's, you know, we're Blues fans. We love the Stanley Cup. I, last year, Washington Capitals winning was just one of the greatest stories in just all to see sports. A, a Vetchkin Vetchkin just a, it was wonderful. I think hockey's got it going on. It's a wonderful sport. Olympic hockey is great. All that stuff. U.S. women's team winning uh, on that gold, amazing on goal. That amazing on that job. Shootout. shootout that goal. was incredible. So hockey's in kind of a good spot. But I also feel like hockey's left a lot of money on the table, so to speak. In terms of fandom, it still is the fourth by a far shot of the major sports. And I remember at a time when it was kind of, it was larger, but... Do you remember last, was it last year, Jay, or two years ago? A couple ago? years ago when there was a St. Louis Blues fan, an African-American guy who had never watched hockey ever and started live tweeting. Watching a Blues game I thought game he was on at t- the game. No, he was watching it on TV. And he was like, what's this? And he started getting into it, and he started tweeting about it. And it went viral, his live tweeting about the sport. And I thought, hockey is missing out on a lot of fans that they could have. And first of all, you've got a lot more black players in the league. You've of course. Got, and influential players in the league. P.K. Subban P. K. is one. P.K. Subban is a guy who superstar. Made, made Montreal great and then left. And I'm telling you, we were up there in Montreal. They were so pissed that they lost this guy. Then he comes to Nashville and, oh, only takes them to the Stanley Cup and then gets them a deep run in the playoffs the next year because he's that good. You can market this guy 
as someone who in hockey, if I think a lot of the barrier is it's all white, white people. people. It's yeah. not all white people. I would love to see, and I was listening to him on the way over here, Stephen A. Smith, who probably doesn't know a shit ton about hockey, but maybe he does. Maybe he's a Rangers fan. I would love to see Stephen A. Smith research up and then call a hockey game. Be great. I'm not talking about Grant Fuhrer calling a hockey game because I think that that I'm sure he's done it before and he's probably pretty great. But I'm talking about a a, a voice in the African American community, sports, sports, sports viewing voice. Community. You know, a lot of people love Stuart Scott because they felt like, all right, finally, this is an anchor who is not directly sounding like every other white anchor on SportsCenter. And I think that's another reason why people love Stephen A. Smith, too. And Jamil Hill? And Jamil Hill. I feel like there isn't just, it's a different it's a different perspective on what's there. And listening to Snoop Dogg and the joy he had calling hockey to me said, NHL, there's an opportunity out there. Agreed. For you to have fun with this. To bring you, in a new to audience. To bring in a whole new audience. I do think like it is it, the type of sport. And you know, I watched cricket for the first time. My, my brother-in-law showed me a cricket match and he was trying to explain it to me. I had the hardest time trying to understand what cricket. Hockey is not cricket. Hockey is a sport that someone can come to right away and immediately understand what's going on. Yes, it's exciting. It's fast. There's, it's it's fun. like there's boxing involved. It's like fighting is allowed, which is just crazy. You never see that in any other sport. And with the NBA becoming more ticky tack foul, don't do this. And football being there's like hitting. It's it's got all the excitement and the hitting of the physicality of football, but it's faster and it's on ice and the scoring is amazing. And games are just fun and they're affordable. They're more affordable. We were at a game in in Carolina and. And it was half empty. Yeah. How great would it be? You say to yourself, here we are in Raleigh, North Carolina, and I know there's a is a mix of black and white people who live in this town. It would Fill be this, amazing. Fill, Fill this, this arena. arena. Make it affordable. Market it to that community and see if you can bring in a whole new audience. NHL, you've got them. They're out there. Snoop proved that it's fun to watch and it's interesting and that he could bring people in. I say, you know, have Snoop call a game, have it, you know, introduce it to people that way and then get them hooked. Cause I think you've got a real opportunity. I think you really have an opportunity if, if that's the case. Uh, and, and I would say NHL start a marketing campaign that gets it out that the NHL is for everybody. Yeah. And I mean, first of all, it's, it's not going to, I mean, you're not going to get less black players playing. No. Uh, you're you're only going to get more. It, it feels like I actually think the African American community has noticed that there are more black players playing hockey. Yeah, and so actually we heard who who was the comic on stage who was talking about that. Someone else, someone was talking about that on stage the other day, and it got laughs. There was an understanding that okay, black people are playing hockey now. Yeah, like that is to me. I would love to see that open itself up and make itself more inclusive, and that is a way for it to grow. But just it needed we needed that Snoop moment in order to understand what that was going to be. And thank you, Snoop, for doing that. And that's one way, Snoop, like we said, when we met Snoop backstage at Jim Rohn's show, Charisma. we said, to you understand why this guy is a superstar. Not only is he amazing at what he does, maybe he can make hockey uh, a sport that is, crosses racial barriers. he is a barriers. trailblazer in many ways. So Snoop Dogg, thank you for what you did, and I hope the NHL listens up and opens this sport up to more people and different types of people, because I think it's wholly possible. Yep. Alright, when we come back, Rhea Butcher on the other side of this, then Javier Bardem later. This is Surfing the Extended Extended Remix Ernest Wranglin mm -hmm. How about that? And the Sound Dimension We have this club brothers This is View from the Cheap Seat Stay with us
everybody. It's Elaine Welteroth, and I'm hosting a new podcast called Built to Last by American Express, where we will dive deep into the stories, history, and continued legacy of small businesses that shape American culture. Our debut season will focus on Black-owned small businesses that need our support now more than ever. In each episode, we feature the story of a Black business trailblazer that has inspired a modern Black-owned business. First up is Pinky Cole of Atlanta's food truck turned restaurant, Slutty Vegan. We'll also chat with Hanifa Muemba, the cutting edge designer behind the Hanifa 3D digital fashion show. Plus, we'll check in with Issa Rae, our modern day renaissance woman. We hope that it encourages all of our listeners to support these businesses as well as the black owned businesses in your own communities. Tune in for these amazing stories and others on Spotify, Apple, YouTube, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Support for this podcast comes from CDW and Dell Technologies. At CDWG, we get that migrating your agency to a hyper-converged infrastructure is challenging. Like me switching to decaf. Gotta do it, don't want to do it, but gotta do it. Whoa, slow down, friend. CDWG's experts can help simplify your transition from legacy to hyper-converged infrastructure with Dell EMC solutions that offer speed and agility. Do it, do it. Have you done it? Is it done yet? Why isn't it done yet? IT orchestration by CDWG. People who get it. Find out more at cdwg.com slash dellemc. Hey guys, welcome back to View from the Cheap Seats. Our guest is our buddy. Uh, we love her as a comic, and we love her as a sports fan. No one better, as, t- and we love her as a friend and a friend. Uh, Rhea Butcher, thanks for joining us. Uh, What's up, you guys? It's a uh, hot stove, hot stove time for your favorite <laughs> sport. The stove is so hot. It is I would so say hot. it's like not very hot. Actually. Do you get it's just itchy? Like yeah, talking just, about the stove a lot. I pitchers don't know. and catchers in like four <laughs> well, weeks. Yes, for sure. But I just mean like over the. How do you guys? Do you, are you guys into the off season or yeah. do you just like change to other so sports? So for a brief period, I think once the national championship game is over and we're kind of heading towards the Super Bowl, yes. there's the week that no one does anything. Yep. So this weekend is, you know, when we're, where we're recording this. Or actually, this will drop on Friday. So this weekend... The playoff games are great. I can't wait to see the, the NFL. AFC and NFC championship. That'll be great. But then there's like two weeks, and then the Super Bowl is it is what it is. But yep. to me, my mind like turns to baseball already. Yeah, because you've got the Hall of Fame announcements, right? Which is like it beyond, is cooking up now. It's fascinating. Oh yeah the 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 Harold Baines storyline yeah. of it all. The fact that the writers got him in. I'm just thinking of all the players in the Hall of Fame who are like, are you kidding me? This guy is in here. It just cheapens the way. And by the way, Harold Baines had a great career. Is he a Hall of Famer? Sure. I mean, we're always having, is he a Hall of Famer conversations? (sighs) That, well, that's the beauty of I mean, to me, like, look, let's talk Harold Baines. But to me, somebody that I feel like I will... I don't know that he's ever going to get in, but I think that he should. Is Gary Sheffield? Because yeah, I think that he suffers from like the multiple teamness Chef. of him, so which I is met, which is so him. weird to me. But I, also, it makes so much sense. You met Gary. Sheffield. I met Gary Sheffield because we shot this thing for TBS, and I went down to shoot stuff with him, Pedro, and Casey Stern, Pedro Martinez, Jimmy Rollins, Jimmy Rollins and him. And so for a while, this was the best thing that we could have done is we were sitting and watching the playoff games because they were doing the coverage between the games. And so we watched Cubs-Dodgers. This was like two years ago. Mm -hmm. And I sat and watched a game with them. Okay, so sitting with these dudes and watching them basically... 
what you wish they would do and what they wind up doing in between the games <laughs> is like analyze it as it's going on. Yeah. Pedro's watching. He's like, I wouldn't throw that there. Yeah, I was like, wait, no. why? Pedro, wh- wait, wh- Tell wh- me why? Why aren't you throwing it there? And, yeah, yeah. and Sheffield, he was so smart and he was mm-hmm. so knowledgeable. And what he talked about that was fascinating to me is I think his brother went missing or something or like maybe was killed or was arrested wow. or something. And all of that, because remember there was that one moment where Sheffield barked at a report. Reporter asked him sure, a question, yeah. some stupid ass question. And he like went off, went mm-hmm. off on him. Mm-hmm. Yep. And he told us of the, he got into his car service on the way to the thing and he found out that his brother was missing. He had all this stuff on his mind. He's like, this is what people don't understand is what players bring to, you might've gotten in a fight with your wife. You might've had some gone with your kids. I had this situation going on with my brother and I get to the stadium and I am a raw nerve is what he said. Mm -hmm. And then this son of a bitch (laughs) has the gall to ask me some stupid question about steroids. Like, are you, whatever it was. And he lost his mind. And he's like, it's so funny that that gets played over and over again, but no one ever sees what I was going through on the way to there. And I was like, man, that is so, so true. insightful yeah. and brilliant. Gary Sheffield, by the way, was in the Little League World Series, too. Did you know that? I did not know that. He was in the Little League World Series. I think Cody Bellinger. Bellinger. (coughs) Yeah, yeah, Cody Bellinger. (laughs) I think Cody Bellinger was there. Yeah, like two years ago. Yeah, it wasn't very long ago. Danny Almonte playing in it next year. (laughs) Um, But the... The idea that she- I think Sheffield gets in eventually, and if I hope he so. doesn't, the Veterans Committee, I think, will vote yeah. him in. I mean, we made a big case for Jose Okendo getting in, and to me, if Harold <laughs> Baines gets in, Jose Okendo should uh, get in. I mean, come on. I-, I love that that's your guy, that Sheffield is your guy. When, no, he, but aren't you, guy Cle- for, aren't you a Cleveland? Oh, I am, but I, in terms of like a Hall of Fame conversation that's mm-hmm. been happening, I love that. that's on the ballot and coming in, and I just am like, yeah, he should be he should be in the Hall of Fame for sure. So Jim Tomei, when he gets in, that's a great moment for you. He's already in. I know, but I'm saying oh, when, yeah, yeah. when he got in, that oh, was a, yeah, it was that a was huge, a ch- moment. huge moment. I love you. that guy. Also, it was great because he made the decision now. I think it's a little bit murky because they were already not maybe putting Wahoo on the plaques, but he said he didn't want it on. He was very vocal about it. Yeah, and I'm so sure you are too. Like, why was, are we? Oh yeah, I mean, I, I've. Is I mean, it that's so bad? Made a career around it. By the way, point, is it so bad that you have like a cool old school C on your cap? I know, to me, I think that's bad. a cooler cap. It's just that people like, and I, I here's the here's why I talk about it. And they got rid of it this year for this season. Yeah, they got rid of the logo. Yeah, but um. Can you turn her up just a little bit? No, she's fine in my opinion. (laughs) She's fine. The the reason I talk about it is I understand because like I grew up with that and I look like when I see it, sometimes it looks like a stop sign to me. Like I don't actually see how bad it is because I've seen it my whole life. It was in every, you know, convenience store, gas station, whatever. Like I had stuff with it. And also, I'm, you're not Native American, right. so like yeah, it yeah, doesn't yeah. strike you or, in the same way. And even if I was, because there are some Native people who like wearing it, and right. that's their choice to do. I'm not sure. going to tell anybody sure. whatever. How to react but, to it. But when I, and I understand that people are sad to lose something from their life. I do. I actually have empathy for that. But mm-hmm. at a certain point, like you have to look at Weigh the both costs. parts of it that yes. it's like, it, we've had our time with this. Mm-hmm. You can have it, mm-hmm. and you can wear it. You can buy it up and you can have it in your house. You can put it all over your car, whatever. The team's just not going to wear it anymore. And you can look at them and you can see them wearing it if you want to. It's just like this is a time that we need to like move forward with something else. Also, like from just a sports perspective, 
we we can't win with it. No. So I, I mean, I feel like it's <laughs> it's got such bad yes. juju. Vibes juju, around get it out it. of like, there. Get rid of it. I mean, they're not. And like, you're I, blaming all the bad vibes on Native Americans. Is, am I getting yeah, that correctly? That's actually that's, correct? what, that's right, absolutely good. what I'm saying. Darren. Comedy. Uh, Gary Sheffield, two thousand eight hundred and eighty nine hits. Hits or six hundred eighty nine hits. I think it's eight hundred eighty nine hits. Five hundred nine home runs. I mean, eighteen hundred eighteen hundred seventy five RBIs. Sixteen hundred thirty six runs. Uh, his WAR was sixty point five for his career. Yeah, yeah. The dude. What I, was I think his lifetime batting average? Two ninety two. So that, yeah. great to uh, it, as we start to understand that like batting <laughs> averages are going down. Like three hundred used to be the magic. Yep. But I think now guys are in the next five years or ten years. Because what's happening is the 300's old, the new 350, I think. Well, yeah, it's 325. Yeah, I mean, it's so funny. Like Larry, 333. Larry Walker. There's a lot of talk about Larry Walker. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he never played more than 145 games in a season. He was always mm-hmm. hurt. He It's just the consistency of doing He never had more than 175 hits. Yes, he played in Colorado. I think he had 150 RBIs one year. The year he was MVP, 366. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. You won't see that. Again. You will never see that again. 350 yeah, no. is kind of the new 400, but I to me, yeah. To me, if you're arguing for Harold Baines and people like that, sure, like, yeah. really make Geese should get in. I know. <laughs> I mean, I'm serious. Yeah, no, I, I I agree with you. Guy won the battling title. Guy, you know, guy would steal 50, 60 bases. We're okay, not going to so see anyone Harold steal hundred yeah, bases anymore. Nobody even steals bases anymore. Okay. It's ridiculous. Harold Baines almost exact. Listen, to this. He had uh, 2,866. So almost. Yeah. Instead of eight sixty six, he's get, instead of eight eighty six, eight sixty six, two eighty nine batting average. So less than yeah. less than thing home runs. 384, mm-hmm. 1,628 RBIs and 1,299 runs and a war of 38.7. So if, Look, man, if he got the in, long boy. <laughs> Sheffield, yeah, of Sheffield course, for sure. is yeah. going to get it. He'll get so, it. But here, so where do you come down? Because this was like the big discussion, and, sure. and I think it will be on Bonds and, uh, I mean, Bonds and Schilling and, <laughs> well, Schilling's like a different case because he's thing. just like We're talking two bag. different things, yeah. Bonds Really, McGuire. Bonds and Clemens. Bonds and Clemens is kind of the story there because those are the guys that are closest. Those to are the it. guys who, even if they wouldn't have juiced, they probably still would have gotten in. Right. Yes. That's yeah. what people say. They're like See, Bonds that, would have that's been. That's the thing. Like we have perspective now. Right. You know, it's it's been long enough that you can look back at that. I mean, here's here's what I think. If you're going to put Clemens in, then Bonds goes in for sure. Yeah, of course. You know what I mean? Like if you put you one in, you got to put the other. One. I know. Be and, interesting and to, to take. Me, I think you know people have talked about like you know asterisks in the hall or like right. sections where you know it's like no the year is how you know what's going on like we all know what's going True. on like i would I put it on just, this plaque i would put it on his plaque i would definitely put it on their plaque that like suspected of using steroids sure. or tested positive for steroids in I an mean, era that I, that should be part of their disagree narrative with you but i would also say like i mean babe ruth was drunk like that didn't that give him a help. It, it can <laughs> can it I, I just mean like you're looser. Greenies are the mo- like greenies take, to me. Think, people oh, taking uppers in the '60s, yeah, like that's a closer. Uppers kid. were like would cause your pupils to <sighs> I don't know to dilate or yeah. just to, for you to be able to be much more focused. And oh, if for you're sure. talking about hand-eye coordination and hitting a round ball with a round mm-hmm. bat. And being able to see it come in oh, and and see absolutely. the seams of a ball. The steroid oh. argument though is this: the steroid argument is you hit. What it what would have been an out on the, at the warning track 
Yeah. The, the strength that whatever you took in. Also, your gives recovery you extra, of you recovery know, after injury, recovery after tiredness of the game. Your ability to in game one thirty have mm-hmm. the same energy that you had in game ten of the season means at the end of the season you're gonna drop in another 15, 20 home runs. So your your stats are the baseball is the one game, you know, people have said, oh, we should cut the season down. People mm-hmm. say that yeah. all the time. People love like, this. People pe- who are not baseball fans love to see that. True. Say that all the time. And they I say know. like, look, you got like NBA season's 80 games and it's already too much. Why don't we get yeah. down to 100 games? I mean, I do have empathy for the player in this conversation. But they'll never do it. it. They'll never do it. No. Because it's a stat-based game. Yeah, the stats lead. Yeah, yes, so guys now would be able to be like, well, I'll, ne- I'll never have this. We'll never have the same stats. We can't judge our seasons against other seasons if we only have 100 games. My argument is, and I know this sounds crazy, and I don't want to sound crazy, but I think you cut down the spring training games mm-hmm. and I think, or you make the string, spring training games count, count. as regular yeah. season games. And I just feel like you need way less time that way and then you're into it. And I think that might make it a little bit better. But I do think baseball needs to go the way of the uh, vinyl record. Mm-hmm. Stop trying to get everyone on board. Sure, like, sure yeah. Do oh, the, I couldn't agree with you more. Do the get like you put on a record, you have to put on the whole record. Yes. You gotta listen to all the songs. You can't I agree keep with you. standing up and changing the record. It's not like you're listening you're to You're not MP3s. a DJ. You're not shuffling <laughs> yeah. around. You do put you it on. have Sirius Radio or the Sirius app? I'm gonna give you my because, password. Yeah, I'm gonna give you my <laughs> password just so you can use it as on your thing because so one you can of the, listen to the local. One of the greatest things ever is you can listen to your local broadcast of your games. You can finally listen to Hammy. Yes, yeah, so like you can listen. So, or what we, what I like to do is I put it on my phone, mm-hmm. and you pick the broadcast, mm-hmm. and I hear the voices that I heard when yeah. I was a kid, and I put it on in the background when I'm doing something with my kids. So yeah. even if they're not listening to it, they're hearing, they're hearing it. Hearing it, yeah. But the, way, the way that I grew up on baseball is just hearing it's it. It's on the radio. Even, behind even you. when it was on TV, I listened to it more than I. Who got you into watched it? it. Who? So. Mom um, or dad? Well, it was like a whole family thing. I lived, I grew up um, in my grandparents' house with my mom, like right. her parents. And so they were into it. She was also into it. Yeah. I got into it. Who, um, were the, who were on those teams when you were a kid? Well, we watched Len Barker. the Braves primarily. Oh, we watched okay. Atlanta a lot because wow. they, they had Glavin. WTBS the Superstation. CBS, I, and I mean, this is, I'm talking like 84, like my earliest memories would probably be 85. So Bob so Horner, like, I Dale loved, Murphy. I like, Daryl Strawberry when I was a kid because his last name was Strawberry and uh-huh. that made a lot of sense of to me sure. when I was four. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, all those, I mean, I was a huge like Sid Bream fan. Yeah, of course. That shit will make me cry to this day, him when coming around third. Home, and, yeah, yep. that old Imagine- man just... The, old, the the third base coach who's waving him Yo, home. Yeah. He's like, what am I doing? What am I doing? All right. We're okay. going for it. Here comes uh, He's going to break But Corey Snyder was like my big favorite Corey Cleveland Snyder. player. Mm-hmm. Great player. And he was, was like, up in the booth a couple of years ago in Cleveland. Well, those he, 90s, he to the, the Manny 90s I teams. mean, that was, yeah. That Albert was when I was Bell. like Cleveland out. Like our car looked insane. I just like had all, <laughs> I was such a huge fan. Also, all, this is fan. how much baseball is just this through line in my life. My birthday is August 12th. Mm-hmm. That is the day of the strike in oh, 1994. Man. Oh, God. <laughs> like, why? What, what gift are you giving to me? Yeah, I was oh. like, and they were having a great season because they just opened Jacob's Field and they yep, were like, yeah. it was their inaugural season and they were like And there winning. was no World Series that year. Yeah. That is such there a... There wasn't even a Central s- Division champ no. that year. <laughs> By the way, and that is so far into the season. Like you kind of so know where things are. September is where the stretch run yep. is, but at August twelfth is where you have an idea. Oh yeah, 
And you guys were like way out in way out first in front, place. Yeah. Oh, such a so, it, and, but you, it was a huge bummer. And, and then 1995 in, broke my heart because I grew up on both those teams. Right. And that was when I was like, oh, this is what baseball is. You yeah, know? heartbreaking. <laughs> it's heartbreaking. just literal heartbreak over and over and over so again. So were you heartbroken when the Cubs beat you? Oh, I was inconsolable. Like, were you at, did you go into the games or no? I went to the first two games. So game one was really great because the Cavs just got their rings. Oh, in yeah. Left field. I mean, people in Cleveland were like, I've Losing never seen minds. anybody like that. Yeah, I mean, and people, I people love were giving me a high field. five. Oh, my God. Yeah, I mean, I mean that's was, the first place we ever threw out a pitch. Oh, shit. Yeah, no, it's great. It's a beautiful prom. stadium. It's gorgeous. It's downtown. There's a feeling at that field when it's full. Yeah, yeah. When it's rocking yep. and it's going crazy that this is the best baseball. Oh, people, I mean, field. people love it. Also, they they still love that ninety five team. Like when when it of was twenty six and those do. guys yep. on the field, like they have this chip on their shoulder, but like especially Trevor Bauer was like real mad about it, but it's like, go fuck yourself, dude. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, Seriously. you've got people coming to watch you in Cleveland. People have no money. Like you right. should just yeah. be stoked. But people are still wearing their nineteen ninety five Central Division pullover, crew neck sweatshirt that yep. they got at Acme grocery store. <laughs> you know? Like it's just it, and That's, I remember you know game it. two, I remember looking at uh 1995 American League champions like over the walkway and I was like yeah that was but I also here here's what I I will say about the 2016 World Series because I've talked about it a lot but finally it's on someone else's podcast Uh Uh, we the Cubs got lucky and I'm happy to say that not just with the rain delay but with our rotation Mm -hmm. if we would have had Trevor Bauer the Cleveland would have won the World Series for sure. I think that's possible. I think like, that's not definitely unfair. fair. I stand by that with the way Josh Tomlin performed in Game Three and the fact that we wouldn't, we probably wouldn't have needed him again. Yep. You know what I mean? Like we, we just we had a better rotation. I know they had Arietta and Lester. Everybody else, not so much. Yeah, I mean, were you mad? Oh, and I Joe mean, Madden wasn't making good decisions. He was not. And Chapman they, was pretty. And they definitely benefited from the rain delay. The rain oh, 100%. delay. The also, rain, I mean, the home run. Of, the home run. Of, the Rajai Davis thing. Like, I blew myself. I blew myself. I, I, blew, myself, <laughs> I blew myself. I blew out my I grew throat. I grew a penis and blew is, myself. Yeah, exactly. Uh, wait, wait. No, but you must have I been I blew losing. out my throat. Of course okay, you did. Okay, so <laughs> yeah. here's here's my. I, this is. I want to know what kind of fan you are at the yes. core. Okay. Sure. I think I know the answer. Because <laughs> I know what kind of fan you're like us. Davis hits the home run. And they are tied now, right? Or they go up? Are they up? I think they go up. Are they up, Rand, or are they tied? They're tied. He tied. hits a home run, okay. and LeBron's going crazy, yep. and everyone's mm-hmm. going nuts. In that moment, can you let yourself enjoy it? Or are you like, I don't know what's going to happen? For the in that moment, you're I was going like, nuts. Fuck yeah! Like I was doing, Losing you know, what LeBron mind. was doing, so and then you're right holding after on that, to I was people like, next yeah, to you, right? you're like trying like, to hold everybody back. Shit, you know. I know. <laughs> but well, I'll say this: like my feelings were when the Cavs won. Oh, the man. NBA Finals. Yes, I didn't believe it. <laughs> like when they won, I I was like, did you cry? Ventil- oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> like a lot more than I thought I was going of to. Of course, snot was coming out of my Everybody face. Everybody, I was on the ground. Like I just, I'm gonna cry. T- right I mean, now. we we didn't win. We didn't. We never win. Right. And we won <laughs> one time. That's it. I don't care. That's we got what, it. That's what we said on stage in Cleveland whenever yep. we walked in. City of champions. Yeah, champion. Man. I saw, yeah, exactly. <laughs> City of one, we got Champion. one. City of champions. Fifty-two years of just never winning. Of you know? futility. I mean, and we, we had were, the Browns in the in the. Jay, 80s. were we like, on the right. plane game six for that Cavs game? We were on a. Pl- I was on a plane. Oh, you yeah. were watching at home, and I'm like, 
on a plane. Uh-huh. Te- and he and I are texting on. I mean, I'm texting him from the plane. I got the yeah. Wi-Fi and I'm texting from the plane. I'm trying to figure out what's going on, and I'm walking up and down the aisle to see who's got the <laughs> sure. best coverage because yeah. you know someone's got like a better, you know, like I got a Boost Mobile that's yep. got a better yeah, coverage, right. something like that. <laughs> cricket, and, uh, Cricket Wireless that's got it. <laughs> and I was like, uh, and I was like, oh my god. You texted me that like LeBron just made. He texted me made About the, gra- the, the greatest yeah. defensive play in NBA Finals history. Oh, greatest yeah. defensive play. Yeah, which I would put that up. I with. mean, Havlicek steals the ball. That's is a biggie up there. Sure, but and DJ still, you know, Bird's his ball gets around the DJ. DJ, no. Okay, fine. This stole the ball, <laughs> scored, but this was this I mean, was somehow more because it was more athletic. He had to come from farther to make the block. I mean, I was like, he took two steps from half court. Yeah, yeah, it was and like two. he was flying, just like a hawk or something. You know, it's what like, I mean? he, like put he was the just whole like, city oh, of Cleveland yeah. on his I mean, shoulders. He and he's like, I will Akron. not let this happen. Yeah. And yeah. Akron, yeah. <laughs> I will not let the this happen. The greater northeastern Ohio area. And he was like, <laughs> I will not let Do this happen. Let me ask you this: Are you? Do you have ill feelings for him that he no. left again? No, nope. you cannot. Not at all. You Not can- one bit. Because he did In, what he said at- he was going to do. Exactly. exactly. Why don't people do that anymore? Uh, nobody does that anymore. <laughs> Plus he, and even even when he left the first time, I I never I never was like, he's an asshole piece of shit, blah, 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 yeah. whatever. I just thought uh, he, he was very young and mm-hmm. I think he got very bad advice on how to do it. Yeah, you know, and I think he was always going to leave. I get it. I left. I don't live there. Right. I had to go someplace else for a you job. Took like, your he didn't go to, to Los co- Angeles. Yeah, he didn't go to college. So I understand he wants to go have a different experience of life. Like Agreed. he's going to play for the Cavs for his whole life, from he's, eighteen to forty-two or something. Like that's crazy. That you know, is and crazy. he came, and, and he came back, but the whole time he was still helping Akron. Like he, since he graduated high school, he started a foundation. It started with giving kids bicycles and then he rebuilt a bunch of basketball courts in my city. And then now it's, it's, and, and before he opened the school, he was giving kids scholarships and, and, and creating like programming for them and not just helping them, but helping their parents get uh, GEDs and clothes to go get, in interviews, in. he's he's done a lot. He does for that a community lot, and he does is, continues to do a absolutely. Lot. I am not the kind of person that like I think this like billionaire worship stuff of like Elon, like all these people is like it's really gross. But if if I have to pick somebody that has a lot of money, it's, guy. it's that guy. It's I mean, he's guy. doing the thing you're supposed to do when and you have way, that much money, which is give it back and yep. beyond gifted. Like if he stepped in the NFL, he'd be the best tight end absolutely. in the NFL right now, right now, right, right now. If you just like go through a training camp, don't hit him, don't hurt him. Yeah, but give him an opportunity to learn how to catch balls and run routes. He would just throw it up. I mean, to he LeBron. played. He played football in high school. Throw it up to LeBron. That's all you gotta yeah, say. Oh, yeah. Throw it yeah. up to LeBron. I mean, yeah. he's like he can jump higher than Jimmy Graham. Honestly, throw it twelve. Yeah, feet. yeah, yeah. Throw it twelve feet in the air, and I. He's def- got it. I he's got it. He's coming down with it. Right. He's the guy going to come down. And he's putting out. both toes in. That's right, because he's got incredible balance <laughs> yeah. and control. So he knows exactly what to he's be doing. That sort of a guy, and it's we want to put him in context. He's six eight two forty two fifty maybe. 260, I think. I think he's 6'8", 250 as he's playing in the regular season. And Aaron Judge is 6'7", 260. Yeah. Put him in right field. <laughs> I bet he could do that, too. Yeah. I bet he could figure that out, too. All right. So here's who's on the ba- <clears throat> on the ballot this year for the Hall of Fame, not to get back to it. Roy Halladay. I, I mean. I think he's going to make it. I think he's going to make it. 
Uh, Todd Helton, Andy Pettit. Andy Pettit is a yeah. tricky one because he admitted to using steroids. Right. But He's, do you think that there's some valor in the admission of it? No, right? because I, okay. I think he... <laughs> no. no, I think that, no, well, I there, think there is, is. There is, but then there isn't because what he did was I'll admit to using it once. And you're like, you know, you didn't you know, oh, the yeah. way you used That's like uh, the guy Mariano, was like, I had one beer. So here, <laughs> let me ask you this question. Does Mariano Rivera, who should, mm -hmm. does he get it? Is he the first guy ever to get 100% of the vote? Because no one's ever come in. He, I know. Ken Griffey I mean, Jr. wasn't even, he was 99 points. It was point. one vote that he right. missed, some asshole. Who's the asshole who is like going like to not say? Like a racist say, dude, I think. He's going to say, I don't want Mariano Rivera <laughs> in Mariano Rivera is so good, he made Enter Sandman a better song. Thank you. <laughs> That's how good Mario Rivera is. So I so don't. Those dudes are get, those dudes are on the thing. And then Edgar Martinez, a lot of people think Edgar Martinez. Yes. He's in his tenth, yeah. This is 10th year, and he got 70.4% last year. So he's got to get 75. He's 4.6. Mike Mucina, 63.5. Mm -hmm. And then you got Roger Clemens, Barry Bonds, Kurt Schilling are all in the 50s. Oh, yeah. We didn't talk about Kurt. Kurt Schilling is just an asshole. I yeah, would love to see him asshole. not get in because I mean, he's such a dick. It does suck because I, I'm like, I, I don't like what this guy's about. He's t saying terrible shit. Yeah. But then at the same time, like, so you look up. at his. Perf yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, what are we, I, I don't know. It's, I mean, it's tough. I think eventually he probably will get in. I think yeah, Kurt I mean, the Schilling Hall of Fame is full of racists t and terrible people, but and eventually. Terrible, he will awful get in. people. I mean, he, this is how good Kurt Schilling is. He helped defeat, like, the power of 9-11, like, behind the Yankees. Like, the Yankees, that yeah. was the year the Yankees right. were supposed to win. Yeah, it yep. was like, the Yankees, if every year you're going to root for the Yankees and no one really wants to, that's the year you were like, yeah, that was the I mean, year Katrina, I Ka the... Katrina pushed the Saints through the Super Bowl, course, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. Like, they're, the city rallied around this team. They needed the victory really badly. They got it. New York had 9-11, and the Yankees were making their run, and Giuliani was the America's mayor and doing all that crap. <laughs> yeah, and, and he was Paul just Simon. starting to wear dresses. He was just starting to wear <laughs> right, dresses. Yeah. Which, and oh good, God. God bless it, man. Paul Go Simon just, just embrace it. Yeah. Um, well, do, do your thing, thing, and then don't shit on other people for doing Thank their you. thing. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Sure, God. You need to be. Um, all right, so let's, before we take a break, I want to hear about, uh, so are you excited about the year coming up? You lost Andrew Miller. He came to our team. I know. I'm really, I mean, I'm happy for you. You. But that hurt. You, that hurts for you guys. Oh, it hurts. I I just really liked the guy. Yeah, did he seem like, like a, a cool dude? And I think he was. He like rode the subway to, when he played for the Yankees. Doesn't he, he feel like a guy like who Nick like Thune? That's yeah, like, he's like yeah. a baseball playing Nick Thune. Like he would be into comedy. Oh yeah, he's but like, like our comedy. Absolutely. I mean, I'm I'm a little bummed in terms of Cleveland because they're clearly like rebuilding, which is city. which is an odd choice except I the think. browns are fucking well the, the browns it's very they're exciting fun. And very fun dude they're um, fun again yeah no they're fun again. like immediately they everyone laughed at them for picking baker mayfield and then yeah. first and they're he, excited yeah, and, then like chubb, and like chubb because i still think you could have gotten saquon barkley and uh-huh and you could have gotten baker know. mayfield at I four know. i think you could ever you guys are gonna be great but my i think i actually think the indians underperformed last year and oh, I, I think they absolutely did. They still won the division because the whole division well, underperformed. Got, yeah, they've got no competition. That's the problem. But that's is good, they don't, though, for them for now yes, because they can rebuild a little bit and still maybe yeah. win. Right. It's just that they don't want to spend money. Do you think the they're going to get rid of Kluber? Uh, well, I or think Bauer. They, I think they're. I think getting rid of Bauer from a baseball perspective is a bad choice because I think he's got a. He, he, they're both losing velocity. Right. Yeah. But Kluber has serious back problems. Ooh, Trevor nice. Bauer, I've heard some other stuff about, but. 
Corey Kluber has really? what, have, what have you well, heard just about? like injury issues oh, okay. that he's that so, have been sticking around for like, I was like what? Oh, well, I mean, I think he probably is, probably but in not. that way that it's very hard to pin it down because he's not wearing a KKK hood. You know yeah, how exactly. today, yeah, no, like people are like, gotta, oh, like, is it racist? It's like, yes, come on, can we just all admit it is? Since when is white supremacy racism? The guy's name was Steve fucking White. All right, Jesus, why is anybody pointing that out? Yeah, Steve I'm curious King. to see Steve King. Oh, how no, Jose King. and Francisco turn out this year. I'd like you, to see them have good second halves. I would love to see them. <laughs> Lindor is like my favorite. I love him. Favorite young dude. I think it's Lindor like and Fruit Bias- Loops on the side. Yeah. And, and he just, just he wants to play for Cleveland, which is like, how often do you get a player that's like, I want to, this is where I want to be. Like, I he love, wants to retire there, I feel okay, like. Okay, so I you love know? that we have Lindor and Baez in, in opposite leagues, kind of doing the oh, same. Oh, yeah, for sure. You know, kind of doing the same thing. And they're just, to me, they're the same type of dude. Mm-hmm. Great players. Great Pick energy, fun. Up, yeah. fun. Fans, Fans love, love them. them. It's yep. like to me, I'm like they are the future stars. Hundred percent. So you've got Harper and Trout, mm-hmm. and then you've got those guys. You got yep. Lindor and Baez. Those guys yep. are like really sort of big time dudes. The, to me, I think baseball is actually, as far as star power is concerned, oh, it's, it's super a good. Exciting. It's a great. Mookie Betts is such a star, is and JD greatest. Martinez is such a star. So you have guys mm-hmm. that are like Bogarts. okay, but they, like I mean, Boston is stacked, but it's like you have. You have a lot of faces in the league that are popular. So I do believe baseball is poised for some sort of a cultural renaissance yeah. in that way. I think it has been since 2016. I think since 20, the Cubs won. Yeah, and 2015 was a nice like lead-in because yeah. it was the Royals and That's it was right. enough to get well, baseball said a people small, back in. A small market team could win, Yeah, which is something that kind of doesn't happen in right. other sports. A small sports. market team could win with stars that were grown f- with that team, mm-hmm. which has just, even if you don't know about it, it has a good feeling. Yep. And then story. it was the Mets. Like The Mets haven't been in the world. You know, it's like it was this old throwback so feeling for like people that have been out of baseball. But um, we didn't talk about Mike Trout and the fact that like he uses booster stuff. Does he? He does. He takes testosterone. Oh, man. So, like, how is that? And I think a lot of guys probably do because it's they a thing that, that, like, men are supposed to do now is, like, boost your testosterone. Well, right. we'll talk about stuff on the other side of this break. Let's uh, play a little music right now. This is Token by Panda Bear. I love this song. Oh, I uh, love this song. Rhea Butcher is with us. This is View from the Cheap Seats. We got some quick hits on the other side. Let's do it, shall we? I love it. We'll be back with more View from the Cheap Seats right after this. I'm cracking. I want to crack it. Support for this podcast comes from WGU. Do you want a more skilled and effective workforce? Do you want to build loyalty and increase employee retention? A partnership with Western Governors University could be exactly what you need. Over 300 organizations nationwide already count on WGU for valuable education benefits that lead to better prepared and more capable workers. With more than 60 accredited bachelor's and master's programs to choose from and shorter credential programs coming soon, WGU has long been a leader in making quality higher education more accessible. Flexible online learning is the key. Students can fit schooling around their existing schedules and even complete courses and degrees sooner than planned. WGU makes earning a respected degree possible with just a computer and an internet connection. Partner with WGU today to make a smart investment in your company's and employees' future. Learn more at wgu.edu partnerships. That's wgu.edu partnerships. Introducing the new Verizon Business Unlimited plans. Now you can pick a plan for as low as $30 a month per line with AutoPay. Get 5G nationwide, plus massive data capacity, plus spam blocking features, 
And with Verizon Business Unlimited, you can mix and match the right plans for your business so you get more of what you need and none of what you don't. From Verizon, the network businesses rely on. 5G nationwide available in 1,800-plus cities on most VZ 5G devices. Monthly per line pricing with 5-plus lines on Biz Unlimited Start. Device payment, smartphone purchase, auto pay, and paper-free billing required. Terms apply. Hey, guys. Welcome back to View from the Cheap Seats. I uh, want to remind people, uh, for us, we are going to be headlining uh, a show on the 26th of January at the Rec Room down in Huntington Beach. I'm very excited about that show. Um, so please, if you're in the area, come see if us. If you are in Boise, Idaho, and I know tonight, this, tonight, <laughs> yeah. you can see Rhea Butcher. What's the name of the club there? Uh, it's called the Balcony Theater. Oh, really? Club. Balcony Club. Balcony, Balcony Club. Club. How it's big is it? How big is it? Uh, it's, it's seats. Seats. <laughs> it's got a bunch of seats. All right. Well, we, got, we, we want to fill room. those seats. Come we on wanna, out. We want to fill those seats. Yeah, so fill those good. seats, Boise, Idaho. Let's do it. Let's do that. Let's do that right now. Uh, and we were talking about uh, Mike Trout before the break and, and we using testosterone because I do think, and you mentioned because it like, because all the dudes use it. I the backlash that has come out over the Gillette oh, commercial yeah. about what is the, this, what it is to be a man mm-hmm. and, and, and all that stuff kind of almost ca- not cannibalizing, but going after itself as a company in the 1950s and sure. 1670s. I, to me, I was like, this commercial is great mm-hmm. in, in so many ways, just in terms of, you know, raising people to be good people. But I, I, it, to me, the backlash is hilarious, and I might said on Twitter, I think that Gillette should record a commercial just about the backlash about their commercial. Oh, yeah, for sure. Just to prove their fucking point. Totally. And it's it's interesting to me that this is all going, and, like, the fact that testosterone is, like, a thing, because if you watch TV, like cable TV, especially MLB Network or something like that, mm-hmm. it's, like, constant testosterone boosters and like do you suffer from low T and stuff like yeah, that all of it all and the way then you, Frank the big hurt Frank, right Frank Thomas like that yeah those I mean like two what? people who clearly don't know like baseball they're like just is that have, Frank Thomas is that Frank Thomas and the then so, some woman who know it, it, you clearly yeah. know as an actress they there's no way she knows anything about his baseball she's White like the, the big hurt <laughs> yeah I don't know what the big hurt is so like testosterone is being marketed to like men and I'm mm-hmm. using air quotes in this yeah. um and then the government wants to say, like, basically say, oh, you can't be transgender and use testosterone. That's you know, right. you know, like all That's these right. things are happening. Ugh. And it's like none of this. And that commercial is like starting to get at it. Like right. it's all made up, you know, it's, it's all, all decisions. And and what does it mean to be a man? Yeah. And what I does think it mean that's to be a man? also part of why. You know, uh, the the right and the religious right goes so hard at this gender stuff because. They, as a person, you start to go, well, what does it mean? What does it mean for me as a woman or as a man if this person can just say, I'm this now? Yeah. Well, what does it mean for me? It's and so like, like that should be a question you ask yourself and then you come to an answer and you go, oh, I feel good in who in in this, and if this is what makes someone else feel good, then we both feel good. Great, you know yeah. what I mean. Like it's it, gender is do all. It's, you want. it's all who just, cares? What do you do to yourself has no bearing no. whatsoever on me. As in a fact, person. it makes me as long as everything is, and we're not murdering people, we're not yeah, hurt. If you're happy, then good. You, like that makes me happy. Period. You know? I just it's, it's well, Jay, simple. you're raising a boy, so I, I mean, you are in raising someone to be a man. I mean, it is interesting. Like that commercial, I'm sure had even more resonance for you 
because yeah. you're raising him to be just a good person. It's so funny because I'm raising two girls mm-hmm. and I'm like, I'm just trying to raise them as people. Yes. I'm not even trying to be like, yes. you need to be this way or you need to be that way. I'm like, you, oh my God. I, I mean, see, yeah, I see so many. Uh, when, when Me Too was at the peak of it, we were talking about it every day and we're still talking about it, sure. which I'm, I'm glad about. Mm-hmm. It, it always bums me out to see, like I saw like a news thing where they were just interviewing people on the street. It was like in Palm Springs or something. And this mom, a white mom, is holding her daughter, toddler daughter, and then has like a boy who's like walking toddler. Mm-hmm. And she's like, yeah, I mean, it really concerns me because I have a daughter. And I'm like, that's, um, you you have a son also. Yeah. You, know, you have two children. Yeah. And like, uh, mm-hmm. that's that's kind of the problem is that we... We put it on one or the other. Right. You know, Her it's like we have to make be sons a- be the good ones and then the daughters. It's like we just have to, like you're saying, is we just have to raise good people. You That's know? right. Yeah. And if you start seeing everyone as people, right. then we're all seeing just each other as people. Raise them as a human being. That's yeah. all we got to <laughs> yeah. do. Uh, all right. Should we jump into some of these? Yes. Let's yes. do it quick. I'll say this. Basketball refs don't need any more help in making people hate, hate them. them. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Basketball refs, and we said, and Uber drivers. Just should, should be, be the same. Yeah. yeah. You should just barely know that they're there. That's it. Yeah. Right. As long as it's like you Lift feel- drivers, on the other hand, happy to have a conversation. Yeah, let's have a talk. Big, let's have big a hand. conversation. Uber drivers, we don't need to get into it. Just look, I'm happy to pay you. I'm happy to give you five stars. I want to pretend get that you there. almost weren't here. Get I don't want to smell the you. Down. It's yeah. a lot of cologne. Get me there <laughs> safely and uh, don't destroy my nasal. I feel like the car is wearing the cologne. Yes. <laughs> don't destroy my olfactory senses. Is this David off? <laughs> a high school basketball official in Arizona was fired after he asked pri- officials, so it's a basketball mm-hmm. uh, referee, prior to a game whether players from a majority Latino school district had their green cards. <gasps> school district officials. says The basketball official whose name has not been released should release it. Release it. Yeah. Release, Give release twi- the names. Give his Twitter handle, too. Lost his job Wednesday after making the comment during a half-court huddle before the game. Into- Why? Why do you need to step into oh, that? So but, but why so, even- so okay so so these guys haven't done anything nope it's not like they're starting fights nope it's not like they're running into the referee purposely it's not like they're endangering his life and in that moment of fear and danger yep. he said the worst thing he could think to say because that was his only recourse <laughs> yeah, no this is a racist asshole who yeah. stepped forward who was probably feeling fear yeah. maybe on you know, some level in, in a in a weird primal in an abstract sort of a, way. yeah yes. lizard brain kind yes. of a I'm outnumbered, so right. I'm going to bring you down, even it, though I'm already in a position of power and is. supposed to be the adult. Right. The, <laughs> game, the game at Walden Grove High School was against a visiting team from Pueblo High School in Tucson, a school that, according to U.S. News World Report, has nearly 90% Latino student uh, body. Yeah. Herman House, great name, uh, interscholastics director of the Tucson School District, said the Pueblo High School athletic director told him Wednesday morning of the complaints from parents that this official allegedly made this inappropriate statement, and I'm glad he got fired. Oh yeah, good. You shouldn't. Should, you shouldn't be. You shouldn't be interacting with children. If, there if, should be consequences to the things that you say. Uh, I'm glad people are, yeah. are being held there. And it's, again, that's an offensive, hurtful thing to say to so, a student. So this goes back to the whole Kurt Schilling thing. If you really yeah. want him in there, like tell him to stop being an asshole. Like you, the things you say should affect. I know there. I, yeah, are, no, I, I agree. The things you say should affect, or it's, at it's, least it's make t- it harder for you to get. Yeah, when you become a professional athlete, and I mean, we could get into the gender stuff here too. Like, we're only really giving, only recently, and because of Title IX happening in the 70s, yeah. do, are, are, are women, and, and I'm speaking in a binary because we're talking about a binary thing which is separated by gender sports. Fine. You're only getting male representation. And I think that when you step into that role, if you don't want to be a good role model, then you should keep your mouth shut yeah. right. and play the game and then go home. 
you know. Think what you think. You're allowed to think what you think, but just don't. Absolutely. Don't say it out loud because it is what it is, and it, and it can fire up and, and stir up terrible emotions and be a terrible. And he's saying hateful. I mean, he's posting hateful memes and it, yeah. It's, oh yeah, it's that bad. dude is the worst. He's the worst. Uh, now I'm a fan, and we've gone to games before. I'll say this: I went to. We were talking about beforehand uh, Largo. I know you've mm-hmm. performed there. I love Largo as a venue to perform here, and I took my daughter to go see Langhorn Slim perform oh, yeah. at Largo. It was so good. And Michael, the guy who runs the place, comes out and he gives the best speech before and he's like, I know you love the band. Shut the fuck up. Don't say it. <laughs> yep. Because people didn't come here. Yep. He didn't give that speech as harshly as he should have because the dude right behind me sang the entire time <gasps> and I could only hear him over things and I was like, oh, I wanted no. to turn around but I was like, I can't be an asshole. Sure. I was like, I was with my daughter and yeah. I wanted to turn around and be like, dude, I know you love this so much but I really can't hear you, him because yeah, I'm listening to you. Singing. And your voice isn't (laughs) as good as his. Yeah. I would buy your CD or your album if if your voice was great. But I want these tickets. By the way, if if Mike Doty (laughs) was was behind me, I would ask him to please allow... It's like, you know what I mean? Like, I'll go pay and see him, but that's what it is. And so, like, the people around you can affect the way you feel. Enter Northwestern University. Mm. They built the new basketball stadium for their team, which which is is awesome. awesome. It's like 7,500 seats. It's like this sort of, you know, jewel box of a place. It almost looks like a souped up high school gym. It's (laughs) so cool. So, Northwestern asks a shrieking fan to quiet down after complaints about this woman Uh. who was shrieking. Shrieking. I mean, there's yeah. a picture of her with nobody standing right. around her. Nobody around. And no women underneath. And women that under, woman, underneath Elizabeth just, Warren there. Elizabeth her Warren underneath, like up. plugging <laughs> her ears, uh, closing her ears, <laughs> making a bid for the presidency. Yep. The shrieker has been silenced. Emily Harriet. A two first names. Already, Harriet. I'm like not sure about Sweet this Harriet. one. Spelled like Marriott. Emily, I think it's Emily Harriot. Harriot. A Northwestern senior. I no, stayed at a Harriot courtyard. Did yeah. you remember? <laughs> did you get points for I got that? A lot I of did points. get points. I got a lot of points. <laughs> and they give you a free breakfast. Free a North, cookie. A free cookie. Hot, warm cookie. They bring Hot it right up. Cookie that you don't want. A Northwestern senior known for shrieking. No. This known. is how she's known. She's known. For shrieking during Wildcat uh, basketball games uh, has been told to stop after the school received complaints from fans. To be fair, the annoying Wildcat-like noise that comes up at Penn State games, <laughs> someone could someone could could lose that too. That Someone said that's her, the champagne room said that's her officer. That's one of the people who ruined, <laughs> ruined my Sunday. Oh, man, just kidding. And this is just kidding. We love you. Uh, Harriet regularly meets with Heather Obering, the athletic department's director of marketing, as part of her duties as president of the Northwestern Wildside, the official Wildcat student section. It was during their latest media meeting that Harriet was asked to quiet down. Wow. So she's How did the, that go? I, I want to hear this. You Wait, know? so like, she's the head of the Wildcat Society? Yeah, like I guess their fan thing, and she apparently screamed. Although she no longer uh, is allowed to shriek, Harriet will continue to attend games. The team. So she took it under consideration. She said the team is a literal privilege to watch. Wow. Again. Now that's a dedicated fan. So, and I don't want to go, and I don't want to have the gender discussion again, but I feel like a dude would have taken that the wrong way. It would have been like, what? I can't, I paid my ticket. Here she is because she's a thoughtful person. And here she is. And she was like, yeah, I'll take it under advisement. Sure, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know what? It, this team is a literal privilege, yeah. I'm using her words, to watch. I yeah. will I will tone down my shrieking. Although wow. 
if you I don't know how you do if it's inside of you and they score a basket tough. and win on a last second shot. She just brings shot. a wooden spoon with her. Right. That's it. <laughs> Bites it on her. That's all you can say. It's like she's getting her leg amputated in the <laughs> Wild West. And and she gets debarked. <laughs> uh, and she's <laughs> making like the motion, call. but it's like... <laughs> Uh, we once saw a dog that was debarked, and literally oh, it was like... Sad as... Oh, okay. it's so sad. So sad, but look, they didn't want to hear it. Um, all right. I don't know if you've been watching, like, there is, like, Native American... Speaking of Native American yes. and Native American logos, the Native American... There's a few groups of Native Americans that are amazing at lacrosse. Like, the oh. lacrosse has been sort of like this sport that has been carried mm-hmm. through the rest of their... And it threw out and passed down through the tradition, so they're incredible. So a lacrosse team apologizes after fans threaten. There's one thing you can't say. Yeah. There's just one. There's mm-hmm. a lot of things you can't say. Sure. But there's one thing you shouldn't say. Lacrosse teams apologize after fans threaten to scalp native opponents. That's the one thing you can't say. Don't say it. The National Lacrosse League's Georgia Swarm. Moved to Forno with a 13-11 win in Philadelphia on Saturday, led by the star forward Lyle Thompson's three goals and three assists. But the game was marred by comments from Philadelphia Wings PA announcer, as well as some of the fans. 2019 and the NL Wings area announcer said, "Let's snip the ponytail." Ooh, sweet. To the whole arena. That's like reminiscent of that like wrestling referee who made that kid cut their dreadlocks off. It's like, really? 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 That was bothering you so much you had to just... You can't handle that? Yes, he was white. It's not going to give him his advantage. Yeah, right. (laughs) If he was white and he went to... It was Adam Duritz. I'd say cut the fuck off. Get that shit off of there. Take the wig off. No, that was a... Let's that video was ponytail. so true, and it was going around so much. Ugh. It was so traumatic to watch. You know, like I mean, I feel like there's so many videos that are traumatic that we watch on a daily basis, yeah. and that worries me, troubles me as a human yeah, being. Yeah, we can. But, can we um, stop those? Yeah, that's a terrible thing to say. I, I also think it speaks to like how culturally and and why the logo thing. It's it's just we're so desensitized to what these things actually mean. Right. I mean, because because we're. Uh, and I'm saying we as like white people, white passing people. Yeah. The genocide and the pushing off of people uh, off of their land. Like we don't interact with it. So we have no empathy. And by the way, and it became this cartoonish thing that was in TV. On, it's in Peter Pan. It's like just this thing you did Peter as a Pan kid. Stuff Peter Pan insane. is the worst. But the, the truth of the matter is, snip his ponytail. He has like a long right. braided yeah. ponytail in the back, which is, by the way, the coolest thing yeah, ever. Yeah. And a, so, a big cultural, spiritual thing. For you to say, I want to cut that off, yeah, you're literally terrible. saying, I want to cut off I what. Take Something that makes you special. I want to take you away from Right. Me. I want to take away an identifying thing yeah. that actually means something yeah. to you. And that dumb PA, that's when you realize, oh, we just have a dummy for a yeah. PA announcer. Yeah. Right. And fans, again, if you're watching lacrosse, if you're a lacrosse mm-hmm. fan, you aren't like an NFL drunk no. NFL fan. I mean, maybe you get wasted when you go see lacrosse. And it is it's a contact fratty. sport. It is fratty in bit. certain ways. But... I do think you are someone who enjoys an alternative sport. Oh, for sure. So your mind is open to certain things. This surprises me that that's... Yeah. Doesn't that like... But, it's, but it's region, you know? It's regional. It's region and, and it's race, <laughs> you know, what what the makeup of I the think, team is. I think is also and- there's this moment where you hear like this voice as an announcing voice and because... We revere the announcer. That's sure. just a voice. Yeah, it's like a voice of authority. And if yeah. he says it's fine, then it's okay. Then let's do it. it. But and we it do also, we vet those guys. It we reminds don't. me of the dude whose name I, I don't remember who said, is he out of his cotton pick in mind? Oh, yeah. That's and then like, we all had that conversation. Because I, I, I remember feeling like, I mean, everybody's like, holy shit. I can't, and 
Yes, but also like that is a phrase. It's, that it's is similar f- to what we were talking about with the Peter Pan stuff. It's like it's, it's a been phrase threaded that's been, throughout, exactly. and then we don't. It's so far away from the original. Uh, and it's I would so say far that, that black you people probably have always held on to what it, it means, and of then course. they hear it, they know that. That's uh, their experience. And then that to uh, me know. did feel like, oh, I, why are we using this phrase? You know what I mean? Like, oh, why yeah. do like, we use this? Like I, 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 I personally stopped saying things like, oh, I slaved away at this, or like you're. Whatever, like I just don't say those things because it just doesn't need to be said. I mean, like, would, crack the whip, all that stuff. It's like you don't always mean that, and your right. intention you is don't not wanna, that. And you certainly but don't offend dominatrix. Yeah, I mean, of course. Well. I mean, and LeBron <laughs> saying, "I'm gonna get that Jewish money." Right. I mean, yeah. I mean, that was a hard moment for that man. <laughs> I mean, don't say that. You have to know that that feels. Wait, did weird. he really say that? Yep. Yeah. Well, he, he was he was repeating lyrics. lyrics. He was singing lyrics uh, from a rap song, and he put it on his Instagram. Yeah, and I was like, uh, dude. Yeah, I remember he did some shit. And people were like, uh, but and did he, he seem to take it in? And- well, he's like, I he thought apologized. it was a compliment. He's like, I, yeah. I thought it was a compliment because they've been so successful. And a lot of people are like, well, well that's it's not fine, good and I understand that. <laughs> yeah. But like, I, a I lot of people it, have been anti-Semitism has been based on people saying like they're money, money grubbers yeah. and money, yeah, exactly. and all they care about is money. Crazy. Yeah, yeah. All right, there we go. Quick hits, yeah. quick hits. Yeah. Boom, bada boom. <laughs> Rhea Butcher. Uh, so go see Rhea Butcher in Boise tonight. Follow yep. her on Instagram. Follow on Instagram. Follow on her on Twitter. Yep. She's a great follow. And then listen to her next week. She's on uh, Dumb People Town on the Hell Friday yeah. episode of Dumb I People I want to just get out and throw the ball around with you. I've been yeah. throwing it with yeah, my son, which is super, super fun. But Can we do it. that? Can we make a commitment in oh, 2019 yeah, sure. to throw a ball around? Yeah. Let's do play that. Play some pepper, maybe? Play yeah, some I want to come play in just one baseball game. I want to play more. I stepped into the 80-mile-an-hour cage and Oh wow! Balls. Yeah, that'll yeah, do it. Did. Did, I hit do you some guys balls. know that I, I'm a World Series champion? Oh, I did myself. Yeah, my my baseball team won the World Series. Yeah. Whoa, whoa. So I'll never see a major league baseball team that I love win, Stop. but my team won. Don't say that. Don't hey, say that. Look, it's baseball. It's going to be pessimistic. <laughs> hey, new New Year, new hope. New Year, new you. Yep. All right. Uh, when we come back on the other side of this, uh, we have a special voicemail, so you uh, don't want to miss it from Javier Bardem. Uh, this is no escaping this. Beat nuts. We'll be back. More view from the cheap seats for Yo, we back. Aren't you happy we came? All you motherfuckers sounding the same. You're pathetic and your music is lame. Get a little style. Hey guys, welcome back to View from the Chiefsies. Love Rhea Butcher. She's fantastic. Follow her. Uh, before we get out of here, we got a voicemail from Javier Bardem. Uh, let's take a listen. These messages for Randy and Jason Sklar. This is Javier Bardem. And I'm calling you for... Well, to tell you about something that I'm working on that I think you might have some interest in hearing about. That is, um, as you know, I'm constantly developing different types of gadgets, toys, accessories, electronics, toys for dogs and children. But what I have right now is something that I would love to knock around with you if you have an idea and workshop this name and a branding specs for what this is, but I think it could be a breakthrough. Essentially, what it is is a vacuum that you do not need to push around or pull around, but that it is automatic, it's small, it's cylindrical, it's almost the shape of like, picture that it's just a stack of dinner plates and has like a plastic top and it just moves around the room on its own. So imagine the scenario where you're watching the Super Bowl and you're watching in my estimation, it will be the Chiefs and the Rams. And you're watching this, and people are enjoying the quesadillas and the queso and uh, different guacamole. I know this, it's usually has a lot of 
Mexican, Americanized Mexican food at these parties, and a cheap fall on the ground, and this little vacuum, uh, automatic vacuum robot, move over to this, this little circle guy, and, uh, and he's pick it up on its own. It's a self-motivated vacuum, and it moves around the room on its own. And I'm calling this the Rombla. And I think it could be big. So give me a ching when you can. Uh, we'll talk about this. I hope everything else is good with you and your family. Is, uh, Happy New Year 2019 going to be a great one. Uh, and I'm not just saying that. I went to go see my acupuncturist and she told me that my chi is lining up for greatness. I guess. I mean. Yeah. All right. I don't think we are allowed to take that. I I don't want to take that idea because I don't want to be sued. But I am. Uh, but really, I want him to keep calling in. Just keep ideas. sending us ideas. You know what I'm saying? You're on fire, buddy. You know who else is on fire? Chelsea. That's what this is. I'm on fire by Chelsea. I love, love it. a good punk song from England. Uh, guys, great show this week. Thank you, Rhea Butcher. Next week, Matt Walsh is on the show. The great Matt Walsh from Veep from UCB. Uh, so you get won't your tickets miss that. to see us in Huntington Beach. Huntington Beach at the at the Rec Room live on the 26th of January. Come see us in Portland. Get your tickets now. Helium Comedy Club, February 7th through the 9th, and uh, we'll see you guys there. I, I love it. Punch Waterfalls. We're out. I feel for love.